Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. I'm having so much more fun now. I have let them show me how to live their way. This is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 231. The Fun Ideas Podcast is brought to you in part by Freaky Magazine. I contribute material to every issue, so give it a try. Hey kids, have you read Freaky? The magazine of weird humor for freaks like you. Freaky Magazine is a way out collection of weirdo comics, kooky gags, photo funnies, social satire, and surreal collage. 52 pages of insanity in the tradition of magazines of yore like Cracked, Blob, and Zap. Special offer for Fun Ideas listeners, get a free sample copy in the mail, made of smelly newsprint and smudgy ink the old-fashioned way. Just message your mailing address to theslowpoisoner at gmail.com That's theslowpoisoner at gmail.com while supplies last. You remember them from your childhood. Half for the Friendly Ghost, Richie Rich, Hot Stuff, Baby Huey, Sad Sack and Little Audrey. You read them in comic books and saw them on television and in the movies. Now you can read about how they and other Harvey comic characters were created in two great books from Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions, The Best of Harveyville Fun Times and The Harvey Comic Companion. Both are available from Amazon. The Companion is also available from Fair Manor Media. They are available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook versions. Order your copies today. Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store. Based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself. Lee's Comics was named as one of the 21 best online dealers by PopOptique.com. To shop the Lee's Comics eBay store, go to eBay and search for Lee's Comics, Inc. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast when you order, and you'll receive a free bonus gift. I plan to go on Charles F. Rosene's Magical History Tour in 2024. And here is Charles to talk about it. Hey, hey, this is Charles Rosene, sometime guest here on the Fun Ideas podcast. Have you ever thought of taking a Beatles tour to Liverpool? Well, I host and organize the Magical History Tour every summer, www.liverpooltours.com. But I'm here to tell you about two other things. My books! Yes, Mark isn't the only author. I've recently published the book of Top Ten Beatles Lists, where 64 celebrities gave their top ten favorite Beatles-themed lists with reasons why. And 
all kind of fun stuff. Please check it out, www.bookoftop10beatleslists.com. It's the follow-up to www.bookoftop10horrorlists.com, where a hundred celebrities gave their favorite horror lists. Enjoy the upcoming show, and thank you for listening to my ad. In Fun Ideas Productions news, progress is being made on publishing my upcoming Turtles and Mad books. Hopefully they will be out by the end of 2023 or the beginning of 2024. My latest books that are published include my books on Pac-Man, the stars of Walt Disney Productions, the revised second edition of my Monkeys book with Michael A. Ventrella called Long Title, and the TTV Scrapbook. You can buy them all on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or directly from Bear Manor Media. If you'd like a signed book, contact me at funideas.mark at gmail.com or purchase your book through my listings on eBay. I'm still working on my TV cartoons at Time Forgot book, as well as articles about the Harvey Implosion and on Archie's Mr. Weatherby. On today's show, we have an artist and writer for Archie Comics and many of her own projects. Here she is, Holly Golightly. Hi, this is another episode of Fun Ideas Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Arnold. And today I have a special guest who's probably best known, but maybe not completely known to everybody as an Arch. Archie Comics artist and writer, but that's how I knew her originally. Uh, her name is Holly Golightly. She also goes by Holly G. And uh, I just learned uh, a pronunciation of another name she has gone by as Fove. Uh, explain that for us, please. <laughs> well, the... And welcome to the show. <laughs> I can explain why I thought Fove was easy to say was I... I, I... I studied French for a very long time um, from pre-kindergarten to graduating high school. So I thought, Fauve, oh, that's easy. It's a, it's a, it's a, an art movement. And I was watching a, um, like a made for TV movie called Mistral's Daughter. And he named his daughter Fauve. And I thought that was cool. <laughs> and the reason I had to make it up was, um, when I was trying to break into comics, I was also making ends meet by doing children's before like um, parties. Mm -hmm. Like I was a, a magician's assistant. The magician would dress up as Batman. I'd be Catwoman. We'd do a little skit. I'd pretend to try to eat a rabbit. Very young audience. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. face painting. I baked cakes in the shape of all different characters. And... Um, uh, was doing that before I broke into comics. And then my first gig was for, uh, it was, re I think, Revisionary Comics. Mm -hmm. And first ever, and it was the bios of adult film stars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was told by other people, and this is my first introduction to comics. And, yeah, I just wanted to draw comics. And I was told, hey, you better think of a name to go by. So, you know, people don't know you're doing this and that and the other thing. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, <laughs> wiser people than I, because I'm new to this. Um, so I innocently thought, oh, that's easy to say. And it's cool. <laughs> and it means like, the, you know, a mountain lion or it means the fourths of color and, and all this and all that. And then no one could say it. Yeah. 
even me. So that's why I've been asking <laughs> before the show. Is it pronounced Fav? Is it Fave? Fave. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Brett, Fa Brett Favre? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that was just uh, me, like, growing up in a bubble of uh, <laughs> art and acting and French and uh, thinking, well, that's cool. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, after a while, I didn't have to do that because it came out that I was drawing these very, um, very sensual women doing their careers. And then, of course, that leaked into the industry and they're like, Ooh. so uh, but at, by that time, I was starting to get uh, work. And uh, so it all timed out. So it was fine. And then I, I could say, yeah, just call me Holly. Good. <laughs> I didn't okay. have to worry. I didn't have to have an alias before. <laughs> so Molly, uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, so going back to when you went to, now I'll just read off a lot of this stuff because I actually have my there. notes here. So it says you went to Parsons School of Design for storyboarding. And Mary, Mary, Oh, Mary Mount. Mary Mount, Manhattan, I can't even remember, college, and did a degree in acting. Um, yeah. Was that all your training for both comic books and uh, everything you've done? Or did you have any other uh, training growing up that led you to your various careers, comic? which we will go into? <laughs> uh, well, my first year, I actually spent at Bard, for, and I studied filmmaking. Oh, okay. Okay. And that was only one semester because I am, believe it or not, burr, 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 when it comes to uh, drugs <laughs> and drinking and stuff like that, I'm pretty square. Uh -huh. And it, it it was a pretty open school. I don't know if you know Bard College. It's known for... I know of it. I don't know the details. Yeah, it's, yeah. Pretty, it's pretty cool. But there's also a lot of stuff I wasn't comfortable with. The Beastie Boys were there same time I was there. <laughs> okay. Um. And I was doing uh, food service, so I had to clean up after them. They were messy. Ah. <laughs> they threw bananas up into the, uh. the light uh, fixtures. Well, anyway, they want to fight for their right to party. They did. They didn't have to fight. They just partied. <laughs> I had to clean it up. But um, so everything I studied, I actually, when I was in high school, I, I was in theater. Mm -hmm. And I had a I was in an off-Broadway show called Broken Toys and I had the starring lead and then I was fired two weeks before it opened <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know I was going to college <laughs> I I really thought that I would just keep doing musical theater and follow through and then I realized no this isn't for me it broke my heart and I was like 17 when I landed the job so I was very again square and innocent <laughs> in a lot of different ways and mm -hmm. I believe in the art and I didn't understand the politics or the so um my dad's like you're going to college and I'm like yeah. okay I'll <laughs> study things I love and I actually never really studied acting so I studied acting I studied filmmaking um I love films mm. and um so i just collected and and honed all the things that i loved in college uh and little did i know because when i got out of college i, I started uh teaching <laughs> okay <laughs> i taught pre-kindergarten at uh dalton 
Mm. And it was, it was wonderful, but I, I'm really an artist and not, mm. I, I love, I love the little kids, but they got me sick all the time. Mm. <laughs> and um, I missed creating. Uh, so I spent one year teaching and then that summer started because um, you still get paid during the summer. I started building my first uh, business, which was hand painted t-shirts. Mm. And so I used all the um, information from college or, you know, the fashion industry, which my mother was a part of. And um, my father was a, a business um, advisor. And before that, he was commissioner of New York. So I was always hearing how to do things, how to run things, how to make things. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started that. So I had a career in fashion for a while. And then that ended up breaking my heart too. <laughs> so I sat there brokenhearted thinking, um, and I always go back to Joseph Campbell, what is my bliss? Mm -hmm. And I remembered when I was 13, decorating my birthday cake with X-wing fighters and TIE fighters around the sides <laughs> and Luke and Leia on the top. I remembered Star Wars and comic books and just, everything I loved and I thought mm. oh, oh, comic books mm -hmm. so um all the courses that I took in acting like directing um uh scene breaking down script writing just everything uh there and then the storyboarding in person school of design helped me um and I, I took acting at Bard and the filmmaking. No, I didn't. Yeah, I did take acting in Bard <laughs> and filmmaking. It'll help. Mark, where are you? I know. I, I was turning on my fan because I go, oh, I'm going to start sweating here. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I, I'm a Virgo. I had my fan going well, I'll show my fan since that's what I was looking at. Here we go. Anyway, <laughs> anyway go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. I was trying no, to do that's it okay. subtly, but, you know, obviously. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I think just, I answered it. Why, you know, yeah. why all those courses and, and it just seemed to all translate when I, you know, got um, right. work in, in comics about, you know, breaking down a scene, how to mm -hmm. read a script, how mm -hmm. to read beats in a script. And mm -hmm. when I was directing at uh, Marymount, we had directing course, mm -hmm. I would actually illustrate the script in a yeah. comic book form. So, mm -hmm. cause I, Believe it or not, can I'm, I'm, I'm a little shy when it comes to telling people what to do. Mm. So um, <laughs> I I was like, do this, and I would give them the comic book, you know, like, mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. yeah, and, and it seemed to work really well. Right now, you yeah. mentioned it briefly. So, was uh, the true stories of the adult film stars your your breakthrough, as it were? Hey, I don't um, know. Breakthrough is my first or, job. Or first. But, okay, yeah. first job. Yeah. Uh, yeah amazingly, I mean, in my comic collection, because, uh, you know, when I was going through this, I go, I have some of those. And it's like, I go, I have a lot of oh your stuff. God. And I wasn't even, I didn't put the two and two together because I didn't know everything you've done until I looked at this. And I go, oh, I have some of your tarot stuff and I have, well, you know, Archie stuff. I, yeah. I, but, I oh, okay. Colored okay. for tarot, and yeah. I do all Jim's production in the lettering. which we'll get into in a bit. But yeah, you know, yeah. it's like so. I'm like, you know, I know this person better than I thought I did. You know, yeah, I know. Oh my know, gosh, so, you know, so. I, I'm, I, I, it's not like I'm shy about my early work, but I always feel like I inked it with the a tale of the squirrel. I mean, because mm -hmm. I, it was all new to me, and I, I'm, 
a portrait painter and um, sequentials have always been very challenging for me. Right. And then to learn how to, you know, I was learning as I was doing really. So those so. original ones, uh, those uh, uh, Carnal comics and things like that, were you mainly doing just inking or were you doing the whole thing? No, what, what were you doing? I was pen penciling. Pen you okay. It was a small company. Independent right. company, okay. so you you have to do your pencils and your inks. Oh, okay, and I got the script from Jay. Um, mm -hmm. the girls would work with him, and uh, mm -hmm. either he would have a writer help them orchestrate what they wanted to say, and they they were uh pick they picked who they wanted to work with art art wise. Mm -hmm. And Jay always said they wanted to work with me because I was another girl, and they felt very comfortable. Now, so, how did how did they discover you, or did you send portfolios around, or knock on doors, or how did they know? No, no, no. Jay oh. orchestrated everything. The the editor of okay. of Revisionary Comics. Okay. He it was. But his, how did they? It, how did Jay know you? Oh, how, oh yeah. I went. This was before the internet, so right. I had so I go. How did they know you? <laughs> My very very first convention I ever went to, uh, I think it was uh, a Philadelphia one. Yeah. And I brought a portfolio. I believe it was pink. And um, I had done some drawings and I went from table to table to different um, publishers. And I said, I'm looking for work. Uh, this is what I can do. And initially I, I was a huge Crow fan. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of my work was very gothic and, and um, edgy Bambarella was mm -hmm, one right. of my heroes <laughs> growing up and mm -hmm. so Jay wanted to initially do a project that was about a Native American uh, guy who had uh, mystic powers mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god that sounds so cool and so <laughs> I did all these like tryout pages and then he goes well we're not going to do that how would you like to do this and I'm like well it's comic book work I'll do it you know okay. pretty girl I'm a huge mm -hmm. Frazetta fan, Drew Fanparella, you know, I know what a girl looks like. I look in the mirror. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, um, and, so did, was there any other work at that time or is that the only thing that's any company that said yes? Because I mean, how did that lead yeah. to like more mainstream stuff? Because it almost seems contradictory to working for clean, wholesome Archie. Archie <laughs> <You> um, <know? laughs> um, I, I guess some people may think that way. To me, this is all art. And I'm, yeah. I'm Oh, I do just, too. But I'm saying, right. especially Archie, if you go, the further you go back, the more kind of stodgy they are. And it's like, oh, we can't hire you. You've worked in the adult film industry peripherally. Really? Uh, you know, or you have tattoos or you have pink hair or whatever excuse you want to give. Uh, you know, they, it's like, and, and, you know, whereas Archie nowadays, they, you know, I used to try to work for Archie and I never did on their comics, but peripherally on their history and stuff like that. But um, they seem to poo poo ideas of like Archie dying. And then they did one where he died or Archie getting married. And they did that or Archie. Be well, I didn't even think of this one, but like Archie being a zombie, you know, and things like that. You know, right. they weren't open and to different types of ideas they just want the standard let's go to the chocolate shop and and uh fight over betty and veronica and blah blah right. blah, blah blah you know well, same thing. yeah i'm so glad that you know it's evolving it's wonderful i love yeah. that it makes me so happy mm -hmm. and i'm so happy to be back and be a part of that 
So you, you didn't know? have any problem initially getting in there into Archie or anything like that. You just no, showed them what you had. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, and it came from, you know, I I did some work in the independent uh, sector and Mm -hmm. Again, my heart was getting stepped on, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very sensitive. Um, uh, well, I, I throw everything in there, um, and uh, it was one of those moments. It was one of those Joseph Campbell moments, and mm -hmm. I was uh, I I didn't know where I was going to be going, um, and I was with Jim, and and he would buy me Betty digests uh, because he knew I loved them. And I'd sit in the bath, you know, reading my Betty and everything, trying to figure out my life. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And then I'm sitting there going, I'm going to draw this. <laughs> you know? So um, I looked for the address mm -hmm. and I drew up some art. And mm -hmm. I mailed it in with a letter going, I would like to draw this, please, with mm -hmm. my phone number. And they called me. Oh, wow. So, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was thrilled. I was thrilled. And uh, so I worked very, very, very hard. Um, mm -hmm. I got my first test script. And it was Archie going shopping in a grocery store. <laughs> and uh, I promptly cried. <laughs> <laughs> because I was terrified. Oh, and, uh, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I had that. I had that mm -hmm. moment, and Jim's like, "Don't worry, you're gonna do this. You're gonna do this." Mm -hmm. So I did it, and I mm -hmm. sent it in, and they went, "Yeah, this is all right. We're gonna publish this." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> um, and uh, then just one thing after another kept, and one thing I pride myself on is deadlines. Yeah. Um, coming from the fashion industry, you know, I ran my own business. Mm -hmm. I have very high work ethic. Um, I know there are more people involved than just me. Right. And I don't want to slow them down. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, also coming from the theater, you have to be able to understand how to support one another mm -hmm. for the show to go on. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm very focused with that um so it, it was a joy to mm -hmm. to be able to uh draw my childhood friends and cool. ask to be and write their stories and so i revisited stories that i remembered as a kid mm -hmm. and gave them happy endings because that's right. the way i write <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um and um it, it was it was it was awesome that's cool. And, uh, yeah. Now, um, you just were hired on as an artist initially, right? So, uh, is that I correct? I started or? writing very quickly after. Oh, okay. That's what was, my next question was. It's like, how soon after that did they? Yeah, very and quickly. Did, and did you have to do anything, or was it like I can write too? Okay, you know, or was it like please or what? Uh, no, was, I don't remember uh, much. I I just okay. remember it happening. I don't remember any. Okay friction or anything and i don't know whether it's menopause or just i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember i just okay. remember it coming very and i look at all the pages that i've done and all the stories i went oh my god i did that oh my yeah. god yeah. so it's awesome i'm really happy and i'm mm -hmm. i'm starting to write again um uh it's more casual now which is is good for me 
Right. Because, right. you know, I have a, um, I help Jim run Broadsword Comics. Right. And, you know, we're not just artists. We we have a publishing house. Right. So um, there's fulfillment, there's wholesale, there's Kickstarters to run and build and blah, 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 blah. Right. I do merchandising. Um, I'm strong with the the Schwartz. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I was <laughs> I was reading your website. You do a lot of stuff, so I was like, wow, a lot more than yeah. I expected. So, but we'll get into that too. Um, sure. uh, sticking with Archie a little bit longer, but um, Love did to. you uh, did you primarily work with Victor Gorelick then, or who did you work I with? I did. Okay, okay. Victor um, was my my pretty much the only human I spoke to. <laughs> okay. now, I did have I was blessed with one day of training by um uh, Dan DeCarlo. Oh cool. All right. Yeah. One day of our training with him, which I, I always say it felt like my Rocky moment. And mm -hmm. he was, you know, the trainer. <laughs> Come on, kid, you can try it. That's the, it. Let Burgess. her ink her own work. He's, she's better on her own stuff. <laughs> uh, the Burgess Meredith, yes. <laughs> yes. He was so he had that energy. Yes. I did meet him a couple times on uh when he did some panels with uh George Gladder ages ago, you know, but you know. Uh now did you get to choose which titles you worked on, or did Victor just say, Hey, we need a spot here in Jughead? Can you do it? Yeah. Or how does that work? Yeah. No, I didn't. Okay. Or did <laughs> you I ever to have that choice? <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, you ask you tell me because I don't know how Archie worked at that point. You know, we're no, talking... at that point, you know, they had me on one title and I'm you know I've already expressed I'm very emotional. Yeah. And I and I get very like, you know, oh, you know, yeah. connected. And um so like when they put me on Cheryl Blossom for a couple of issues, I don't know, it was I don't know how many. And then they're like, oh, we're going to shift you off. I was like, oh, oh okay. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems it like the, the prime one for you, just because of your background and everything. I don't know if this is true, but probably Sabrina is probably like yeah. the one that you clicked with the most. I'm not saying Cheryl wasn't. You clicked in with that right. pretty well, too. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, Cheryl was, it was like um, a makeover of her soul for me, you know? <laughs> Because I I wasn't comfortable with the the two dimensional uh, she's a this she's a that blah 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 yeah. I really you know it's like I saw her and I wanted right. to you know when when you take on a role as an actor no one is a villain you know right. so I I wanted to see every side of her and that's why I gave her uh, the Pomeranian so she would start caring for another creature yeah. and that would develop her her personality and yeah she was she was a bit self-centered but that's how she was raised you know yeah, so yeah. You know, she had issues yeah. <laughs> for those who don't know you know cheryl blossom was just introduced as kind of a one-shot character and just was like basically just a mean and nasty character to, you know and uh um, the notorious story is, you know, she wanted to go on the the, the beach topless and things like that. And of course, she's very amply proportioned, and things <laughs> like that, you know, which is a little bit risque for Archie at that time, you know, we were talking about yeah, like not... 80s, you know, but you fleshed yeah. it out to give her more of a personality than just a one dimensional yeah. role, which and I thought was good, which you had to do if you made a series yeah. out of it instead of a one shot thing. So true. But, you know, I, I, I 
I mean, I was just a, a blip on the series. I, I didn't do all of it, yeah. but you know, I, when it was given to me, I wanted to work on her relationship with her mother because most of the relationships with the Archie characters, you see mainly the father, right? Um, and possibly because a, a guy is writing it, and yeah. so it's more of a father and daughter thing, whatever. So I thought, well, here's my chance to develop a mother character mm -hmm. who is good at business and, you know, full-time work, blah, 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 blah. Why are they so rich? Because both their parents work, you know? Okay. <laughs> so, now, did you write and draw all your stories or did you sometimes just write or sometimes just draw? Or I think uh, the only time I stopped writing a lot was when um, I took on Sabrina. I was... I was also working on uh, starting broadsword comics with Jim mm -hmm. and for someone to write would help me in, you know, the multitasking. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I kind of like working with someone else's script as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I, I wrote a few of them and then I illustrated other writers scripts as well. Got it. Okay. And is it true? It seemed like you left Archie for a few years and then came back. Is that correct? Yeah. And was it because of broadsword that that happened or no? Uh, yeah, I think uh, partially, I think, you know, there's only so much that one human being can do. Yeah. And um, I think looking back uh, with a, a more grown up, I don't know if that's a good word for me. <laughs> A more uh, uh, a brain that has lived longer. I, I think I, I was on the verge <laughs> of burnout. So um, okay. and I it was more difficult for me to to deal with the uh, situation at Archie mm -hmm. and and take good care here and this and that. The other thing mm -hmm. and it it just was time, mm -hmm. <laughs> but. Uh, and 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 it's funny because now coming back, I was I was invited back by Mike, hmm. and um, and it was at the perfect time, mm -hmm. and it made perfect sense. And the energy that he um, offered me and was perfect. Mm -hmm. And and he and I honestly just saw uh, Ted Lasso, mm -hmm. you know the show, mm -hmm. and I'm like that. That's happening. <laughs> that's so good. I love it because I always thought that's the way you should run a company with that energy, you know, mm -hmm. that positive because I'm very optimistic. And I always believe that if I had a business, it would be like in Charles Dickens uh, Christmas Carol, the old fizzy wig. Oh, okay. I was saying, not Scrooge. <laughs> no, not Scrooge. Old fizzy wig. Yeah, where yes. you worked really hard, but, you know, he always made sure everyone was happy. And, mm -hmm. you know, we all got to dance. <laughs> and I really thought that that's what Archie would be like. <laughs> now, during the course of years of working for Archie, even then or now, um, did you just always work from home and uh, yeah. mail things in? Did you ever come into the offices? I, I know they used to be in Mimaranek. I don't know where they are now, but. Uh, I did Mimaranek for a few times for either, yeah. like I said, I was trained by, by Dan. Right. And um, I went for one Christmas oh, okay. <laughs> party 
and um, just, you know, like business, this, that, or the other thing, but maybe I could still count it on one hand. Okay. Mainly worked from, I mean, our home is our studio. Okay. You know, and I usually ask this at the beginning, but, you know, I'll ask it now. Where are you home-based? And uh, have you been home-based okay. that way the whole time? Uh, uh, we're, we're, my we're, whole we're, life? Well, uh, you're well. I think you were born in New York, but yeah, aren't you in Pennsylvania nowadays? Or is that, yes, I was born I, in Michigan, actually. Oh wow, okay, something born wrong. In so, something I read is wrong. It said you were born in New York no, City. <laughs> no, I I grew up in New York. Okay. I was two weeks mm. old when when I moved to Manhattan. Okay, well, that's my but, uh, why they said that. But anyway, <laughs> I told you I'm a Virgo. That's so. why. That's why we ask these things, you know, because that's we, want, right. we want the truth, you know. Ah! <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, since you've been a comic book uh, uh, person, I'll just say to cover Perfect. all your. Uh, started in Manhattan. Have you been where you are now, or were you? No, somewhere, started in somewhere? Manhattan. Uh -huh. Worked from my my apartment in Manhattan, and then. You know, um, when I met Jim, when we started life together, we, we moved out here. Okay. And Jim was, uh, was he working for DC at the time or yes. uh, where was he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, when you decided to move out there, were you together, like married or whatever? Or uh, were you just kind of, you know, let's move out here? Were, were you like together we as a, profe <laughs> a professional team as well as romantic or... Uh, how'd that work um, um we 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 were professional but we were we had our own careers yeah uh, but we always learn from each other you mm -hmm. know I, I i i say it's with his um assistance that my inking has gotten to not look like i've used the tail of a squirrel he's taught <laughs> me so much um <laughs> You know, and also um, even coloring his books, I, you know, I look at the way he storytells. Mm -hmm. um, he he draws com kind of comics, you know, with Tara, Witch of Black Rose that I read as a teenager mm -hmm. with um, uh, Vampirella. Uh, and I love Red Sonia. Yeah. And yeah. I liked fantasy, science fiction, horror, romance. I was not into superhero comic books. All right. <laughs> superhero movies and yeah. TV shows and cartoons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm fussy. Mm -hmm. But um but I did love Spider-Woman the the comic book. Mm -hmm. Jessica Drew number 1 1977 I think. Sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so uh I, I think, you know, we, we both love comic books. We both love movies. We, we we're two artists that learn from each other. So mm -hmm. um, that's, we, we found, we connected that way for okay. sure. Yeah. And what, what made you create Broadsword at that time? Was it dissatisfaction was, with it, other projects or you just want something additional to do? No, Jim, uh, created broadsword comics because he wanted to create his own uh, create our own projects okay and, and was he and still working for other people at the time or he, uh, uh, he mainly does his own and then he'll take um, side projects or other okay. projects that you know call call to him got it okay you know he's passionate about mm-hmm now, uh, broadsword is it just mainly the one title, or what? What do you publish through that? Yeah, uh, it's mainly 
Terror Witch of the Black Rose. Okay. And how frequently does that come out? It's bi-monthly. Okay. And for over 23 years. Well, how many issues do you have? <laughs> right now, Jim is working on 142. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you, you two have done everything since the beginning or did you ever have any outside help or anything like that? No, no. Um, Jim, it's his story, his pencils, his inks. He's mm -hmm. now coloring the book. In oh, the okay. beginning, I was helping with the color. I do the lettering and the production. Mm -hmm. I do, and the you know, a lot of the PR and the the um, fulfillment. I, I run the websites that built the web websites. Mm -hmm. um, all the the other stuff. We have a color flatter. That's that's it. Color flatter is someone who assists with coloring. Okay. Um, you send scans of the black line. And then they plop, imagine it's like a, a coloring book. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And they plop, this is the color of flesh, this is the color of hair. There's no rendering. It's just blocks of color okay. behind the the um, black line. And then you take that and render it out. You could change the colors. Oh, I want this pattern or, or this palette or whatever. But um, that's the the easiest way to explain that. Mm -hmm. and it helps it move quicker mm -hmm. and how, how long approximately does it take to do an issue from start to finish for jim to do or He's yourself never... okay he's Myself? always working yeah or uh, both <laughs> you know i i don't time i just know that we hit the deadline uh, -huh. uh and um we get stuff done honestly my brain just wouldn't be able to accurately <laughs> okay that's fine <laughs> yeah and but do you plan uh, out i guess you do because it sounds like you do <laughs> you know plan out issues way in advance so you know kind of which direction uh character arcs and things like that are going that that's jim's project and he oh. he has his methods and um i i'm mainly focusing on doing the production i started painting again mm. um you know, I, I had my own uh, title called School Bites. I did that through Broadsword. Um, and I I kind of like being a bee and being able to create and do without the, the, the deadline of my own title. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, doing the stories for Archie and I mm -hmm. get them out on time. Um, it might happen. I might I might get another story arc in my mind, but my my school bite story arc is is completed at, as it is. Mm -hmm. um, I did a book on my cat, and um, <laughs> I have a couple projects. I I, I wrote um, and did a card deck uh, that's used for um, uh, comp. I was um, it's like a tarot deck. Mm -hmm. uh, but Oracle deck, uh, mm -hmm. affirmation and, you know, all that magical positive mm -hmm. goodness. So I did a, a deck which has a book and I have another book I, I have, I wanted to work on. I have another deck I want to do. I have a <laughs> lot of the paintings done for that already, mm -hmm. but I, I have to do, um, I don't know, maybe around 20 more and I'll be finished. So I always got I always got something I want to do. Yeah. Well, other stuff I read that you've done, I don't know if you currently do this, but you probably always have your 
whatever's in the fire all the time, you know, his t-shirt designs and it says you've designed for like Howard Jones and Thomas Dolby and people yeah. like that. Uh, is that still current too? Or is Oh no, that that, I did that uh, in the early 200s, I guess. I, I can't remember the last design. The okay. last um, band I worked for was the English Beat. I did um, a bunch of designs for them, but yeah, I'm always doing something for us. It's so easy to do t-shirt designs now. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, let's see. And, um, you know, on any of these projects, and I'll say Archie too, you know, do you create characters or do you just uh, do things for them? I do create characters. Okay. Tell us some of your creations. (laughs) Yes. That was very, very, very exciting. Joe LaKitt was a new character I got to create. Um, I was assigned to do it. Okay. Uh, which was exciting. And I don't know if you believe in synchronicity or any of that kind of stuff, but it was pretty spooky how it all happened. And literally had just finished watching um, a biography on Joan Jet mm. on Amazon. And I was sitting here drawing her because I, I felt so like motivated by her and, and mm-hmm. possessed with her energy that <laughs> I just started sketching. And then I got the assignment to create yeah. <laughs> this new character and some of the float out words were in Joan's direction, you know, like what she should look like in her energy and this and that. And I was just like, I was like, oh my God, you know, taking pictures <laughs> of what I was drawing, sending it to my editor. You won't believe what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that was very exciting. And I, I'm thrilled to like have created her. And yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, are you, uh, free to use for writing any characters at all or is there is there anything at archie or any you know where you say i can't do that or uh or do you have free reign to do almost anything you want (laughs) um i i I don't think it works that way because it's not my company right right um i think that the way for me at least it works is um Lately, I get an email, oh, we have a story, do you want to work on? Okay. And I usually go, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sometimes I'll even say yes before I read it. (laughs) Just because I'm so happy. Mm -hmm. And then then sometimes uh, we want you to write a story. Would you like to do it? And I go, yes. (laughs) so yeah but you're you know <laughs> are you allowed to add characters at will and kind of morph the story around if it need be or are you i don't know how strict they are i guess that's what i'm kind of asking i don't i don't feel there's a strictness i feel i get an assignment they they float out like oh here's some ideas uh this is the energy and then i feel inspired by them um and I create, you know, I, I it, it doesn't feel very rebellious because I, I feel like you're talking <laughs> red rebellion there. Um, <laughs> I, 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 it doesn't feel like that at all. Uh, yeah. And when I have a story, I will pitch it. Yeah. Like 
the whole rock and roll story was based on um, me being so head over heels in love with a movie on Netflix called Metal Lords mm. that I just I've, I've watched it like 48 times Oh wow! <laughs> and, and I quote it during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just love, and I was never a person who cursed a lot because of that movie. I curse, <laughs> <laughs> but I see myself like them when I do it. So I think I look cool. Um, so, uh, I, I, I did a pitch video. I did illustrations. I talked it out. I, I made a, I, I think I, I, I did share it as a reel on Instagram and Facebook. Um, cause I asked the editor is it okay if I share this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, they're very happy with me being like, like proactive and bubbly and doing and putting out. And I love making videos. I mean, music videos was, I was in a music video. I was in Rapture, by the way. Really? Uh, but I, yeah, like I'm the girl with the pink hat on. <laughs> okay, no, <laughs> I'll have to watch that again. 15, <laughs> yeah. But um, I I love movies, and to me, this is like making little movies, you know. So yeah. I'm having, I'm having so yeah. much fun, and cool. I I think that's that's more how I want to express myself with talking with Archie is that they're allowing me to have fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if I had an idea mm-hmm. um, and I pitched it to them and it made sense to them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it would be support. Like I said, it's that Ted Lasso energy. Right. So, yeah, it's 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 very I, I'm so happy. <laughs> I really am. I really appreciate. And I tell them how much I appreciate them mm-hmm. because I really feel that that's how comics should be. Uh, mm-hmm. create it you know mm-hmm. it shouldn't it shouldn't have any like you know it, it's supposed to make people happy and you know right. give them an oasis of, of joy mm-hmm. so, at least in my brain you know? yes <laughs> now in typically the title you work on now is betty and veronica friends forever is that still being published at that point or because i know the I, pamphlet the pamphlet comics for archie are kind of going bye-bye and you tend to just have a digest over there but you know when no you, i've been working on floppies okay which yeah, which, I know what, which which i can't ser- tell you about things that you don't know about Okay. I've been sworn to secrecy. <laughs> but no what, 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 what series are you normally on nowadays? Or is it? I'm uh, on, uh, it's a very freelancy, which is lovely. It's not, okay. it's not okay. like in the old days where you're. Okay. So that's stuff. what I'm kind of driving it, at. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's lovely. It's, it's okay. more like I open up the email and, and I get a bouquet of, I don't know what I'm going to be drawing, you know? Oh, okay. All right. and, it, and it's very exciting. Look, I'm, I can talk about the Josie and the Pussycat story okay. that I that was just announced, um, and I was asked to write it. And mm-hmm. it is the 60th anniversary of Josie, mm-hmm. who I met. <laughs> well, who Josie DiCarlo, yes, <laughs> yeah, she was lovely, mm-hmm. and she spoke French, so I got to use the rest of French I remembered. We, um, <laughs> <Oui. laughs> yay! She pronounced Fove. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so uh, yeah i'm working on uh i finished the josie and the pussycat story mm-hmm. and um i'm working on something i can't tell you right now and what i'm working on right now is a floppy so it's okay. not that 
Okay. So I, I honestly don't know their schedule and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. All yeah. I know is what I'm working on I'm on the yeah. board. Okay. Yeah. And I hate to say, okay, the reason why I think, oh, that Archie only does digest now is because I'm presently in California, which I'm going to be going to some comic book are stores. You, um, are you safe? What? Are you well, safe? I'm in, is... I'm in Northern California, so nothing's happening here. It's just oh, warm. <laughs> but uh, I live in Oregon normally. And now Oregon is odd on comic book stores is they don't tend to carry a lot of Archie stuff, boo-hoo, uh, except for the digest. So I see the digest all the time. But right. I never and occasional books, but I don't see the floppy. I call them floppies. I don't know what you, you know for lack of term. Yeah, floppies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I don't see those anymore. So I go, are they even being published? But I look yeah. around they online and I go, they do publish them, and I know you have digital versions and stuff like that. But um, it's like at least where I am in Oregon. Yeah, there's one. Yeah, see, I haven't even seen that. Yeah, <laughs> floppy. They do flop. Wow. No, but I mean, uh, my point is is where i live in oregon it, uh i saw that cover online so i thought that was kind of neat um but i go they don't distribute very well to, to, stores just don't order them where i'm at where i normally live now here in california more metropolis i'm near san jose california big place near san francisco big place you know so they get everything, you know, it's just so um, I'm on vacation this week, which is why I'm doing the show in California. Um, I'm going to venture out and look at some of the local comic stores and right. uh, see what I'm missing because <laughs> the comic stores in Oregon don't get everything. And if I go want to something, I have website. to order online. Yeah, I have to order online. Yeah, yeah. Go to the Archie website. It's groovy. I, okay. I order from them. I got the That's t-shirt. I have ordered from them before, but it's been a while. Uh, the last thing I ordered, um, and I think it was our mutual friend, Dan Parent, he, he was doing uh, Archie's B-52s book, and he had there's a special edition. He says, you got to order from the website. So I did order one of those. Right, right, right. And that was a few years back, though. So, yeah. I have yeah. to say, because here's one of my perks, and I'm very yeah. proud of it, yeah. of working for Archie's, I get comps. Okay. And so in the mail, you know, you feel like you're eight, you open it up and, and there are comic books in your mailbox mm -hmm. and they, they come just sheathed in plastic, uh, the digest too, I get them mm -hmm. and they are perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm the girl who's packing orders here and shipping them out and working so hard to put stay flats in there and this and that, keeping those comic books perfect. <laughs> and they're just, Coming in the mail with some plastic on them. Not a dent, not a bruise, not a bump, not a nothing. <laughs> They're perfect. And I'm like, this has got to be magic, you know? <laughs> so yeah. if anyone ever wants to do like um, a, a subscription with them, yeah, it's it's just amazing yeah. how pristine the books come. Yeah. Well, they've only been doing it for 80 years. So yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> plus <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 somehow they've made a bargain with, you know, the male gremlins. <laughs> they, they sacrificed uh, some, mm. I don't want to know, but I'm going to have to subscribe to more, you know, because <laughs> I do subscribe um, yeah, I mean, it used to be that it, back in uh, the time I was reading your earlier tenure with Archie, 
yeah. I, I was getting my comics through Westfield Comics and yeah. they had a bundle pack of Archie. So you just get all the Archies all at once. And so that's, that's I would get all of them for years. And then, you know, in more recent times, you know, things started dwindling down and da 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 da. Not just your not just Archie, all publishers, you know. And it's like, I know, I know. It's, it's, so um yeah. it's like, uh, you know, is it all extinct? But it's not. So I do subscribe yeah. to a few things, but it's just couple dc titles looney tunes and mad and things like that but i should probably yeah. broaden my aspect uh, you know and get some more archies again because love the title so <laughs> yeah easiest anyway. way is on the websites you know okay. we have the broad jim balance studios website mm -hmm. and i have the holly's heart dot yeah. net website mm -hmm. and archie website which i have a link to on mine you mm -hmm. know so people can get the you know whatever cover whatever i'm working on and the other groovy stuff that's there mm -hmm. shifting gears a little bit um you mentioned you know kind of where you're a big fan of star wars and things like that so what things star wars include are you a fan of outside of what you do you know i'm just curious oh gosh um, tell me about yourself you know and what you like uh, <laughs> oh um uh, i'm an og star wars new hope girl Mm -hmm. um that's my favorite of all the, the movies mm -hmm. um and i love science fiction i love fantasy i love um douglas adams mm -hmm. terry pratchett uh i am a harry potter fan i was uh sorted into slytherin <laughs> i didn't i thought i was gonna be ravenclaw because i think i know everything <laughs> uh but i'm happy with slytherin i got i got my slytherin tattoo um <laughs> i love disney i love going to amusement parks you give me a choice between going to paris unless it's paris disney yeah or to <laughs> disney world or disneyland i will take disney or universal parks anytime um because i figure i could just go to paris and epcot yeah yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> but i mean i i just love i love um amusement park i love the fan i love when fantasy spills into reality and you get to walk in it and live it i love dungeons and dragons um i'm a gamer mm -hmm. i i like dungeon crawling games the best mm -hmm. i see what else um i started with pong so i'm an original gamer too wow <laughs> cool yeah <laughs> uh, i love pinball um i love certain kinds of music not all kinds i love dolly parton cool. dolly <laughs> if you're watching this <laughs> i should show you this i want to go yeah. <laughs> hold on yeah you could keep one second hopefully i put one hold on hold on do you have anything uh, interesting <laughs> I put it across the room. You know, you, you probably have these two, the little lending libraries that are just a little box in somebody's front yard and you put in a book, a take a book or whatever. I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, they have, they're common out here. I don't know if they are in the East, but um, uh, my friend who, we did a comic convention just yesterday and uh, afterwards we took a walk with the dog and everything. And um, he had his old comic book price guide from last year and his wife was saying, 
nobody wants that old thing. And I said, well, I'd take it if I didn't have it, you know, it's like, <laughs> because they offered it to me. And uh, so that was the book he was contributing. So I looked in the box and my wife's a big Dolly Parton fan too. So they had this. So I was just, oh. <laughs> so I picked this up for her. <laughs> Since oh, he mentioned wonderful. Dolly Parton. And there's her oh. painting of her. Yay. Oh, anyway, bless her. I just had to show that. So anyway, Thank nothing you. to do with oh, anything. I, I think I can <laughs> show and tell too. All right. Here. I did this uh, portrait of Dolly. Oh, wow. And Miley. Cool. That's that was in, in response to uh, them not allowing that those children to sing the rainbow. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, which I love that song. Mm -hmm. Before all that happened, I found that song. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so known. And I would <laughs> listen to that song and make me so happy, yeah. you know. And I, it just blew my mind that people would be pooping on that, you know. People poop so, on everything uh, nowadays. <laughs> there, there they are. There yeah. they are. Yeah. Uh, well, one more, one more Dolly thing. She does have a rock and roll album coming out this November. So it's like, I've already pre-ordered yeah. it, and Ooh. I did a. a, a <laughs> I don't know if I have the, the print. I did a special print of oh, her. Cool. Yeah, it's on my website. This is this is uh, the Dolly Christmas. Oh wow. Have you uh, met and or seen Dolly in concert or anything? Neither, neither. Oh, okay. I, I want to go to I want to go to Dollywood, maybe for my. You haven't even done that. <laughs> this is your amusement park gal. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a, I, I'm coming late to the party. Okay. But, um, I've I, she's always been sort of on my radar and oh. like, uh, like I just thought she was a lovely person, but for some reason, in this part of my life. It's like I need her. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I'm not as enamored with her to buy all her stuff. But, you know, my sister was a big Dolly Parton fan back in the 70s. And, you know, I'd hear some of her music and Jolene came out. And, uh, you know, the big song that Whitney Houston made a big hit right. with. I said, wait a minute, that's a Dolly Parton song. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, I will always love you and stuff. You know, and it's like, you know, it's it's kind of like um and i liked her in nine to five and things like that so she was oh. always kind of there you know and I, I always kind of admired her as a person but yeah in recent times you know she's done like documentaries and tv movies about herself or whatever and you go wow this is a really remarkable person amazing so, yeah. and it just blows your mind to think that she had that current to swim against yeah <laughs> this incredibly beautiful intelligent talented just you know will committed person had yeah. to deal with all that caca yeah and for the most part it seems like unless she hides it from the public but i don't think so she seems very positive and upbeat about most things she's not out there about you know i was mistreated or i was this that and the other you know it's like she kind of no, stands her I, ground I, but she keeps going yeah. you know <laughs> yeah and i i'm and i admire that and i'm inspired by that you know, because, you know, sometimes I, I prefer not to, to focus on the negativity, you know, like, I'll, I didn't go into details about what happened. It just, you know, I had to switch gears in my theater oh, yeah. um, journey and switch gears here, switch gears there, because it just wasn't 
So yeah, but it, that's totally understandable. And I, I'm typically as an interviewer, I don't delve into that. Some people say, "Why didn't you ask about this?" Because it's not really important to the the no. grand scheme of things. Everybody has their uh, their issues, their demons, their whatever. But also, people make choices for a good reason, a bad reason, or no reason. You know, it's like they're you know, it's just the timing. You're talking about synchronicity earlier, and you know, oh, the timing of it all. This came in at this time. Sometimes that happens more frequently when you just kind of just let things happen and not try to force it to do this. You know, I have to be mm -hmm. this uh, thing at this age, at this time, with this publisher, whatever, you know, and then it probably mm -hmm. won't happen. But if you just kind of let back and say, well, I'm going to just continue working on this and in the background work on this, you know, and then it, it, it meshes. You know, so. Right, right, right. That woo way. Yes. <laughs> One other thing I see, so it's kind of eyeballing your tattoos, is it looks like you're a fan of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And, yes, I uh, am. Yeah, Tim, Burton, so. Tim Burton, probably. Uh, let's see, you got, Not, yeah. is that, um, tell me your tattoo. Oh, yeah, Little Mermaid. And then that's. Yeah, I uh, got Tinkerbell wearing a okay. witch hat. Because <laughs> I, I love Tinkerbell, and uh, it's a symbol of the not so scary Halloween party at, at um, Disney. Your stitch, yeah. which was my first. I was gonna say it's Lilo, and I go, wait a minute, I'm getting mixing him up. <laughs> Whoops. <Yeah. laughs> so I mean, all my tattoos are like a little piece of me. So yeah. they all yeah. mean, you know. So you know, Hana, the uh, Little Mermaid. I have Air. none. I have none. But if I did tattoos, I'd probably do like you. I'd probably yeah, have yeah. a. I'd have a Casper. I'd have a Bugs Bunny. I'd have a Bullwinkle. Up, you know. But it's like I've. I've just never gone that way but i do admire tattoos i think they're really yeah. neat i just don't want them on me so <laughs> that's fun yeah yeah yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. so that's uh uh moana's the heart of tafiti uh-huh mm -hmm. i love that scene where she realizes that the lava demon is who she is and she gives mm -hmm. I'll, I'll start crying if i, I talk about it <laughs> yeah and i i I'm just so I'm so moved by that moment in that movie. Mm -hmm. How to get it? Yeah, so. that's a good movie. And, yeah, yeah. I try to oh. keep up on all of them. The only one I haven't seen, uh, and I count Pixar in this too, is the Elemental one, the most recent one. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. As well, when it's free on Disney Plus. So yeah, yeah. I'll watch it. <laughs> and Disney's like, please pay for it. And it's like, well, you know. Anyway, I, I pay for yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but, but it's it's kind of funny, you know. It's like now. It just happened, and I was talking to my dad about this right before we came on. Uh, you know, they say like, "Oh, well, Elemental was a flop. Indiana Jones was a flop. This was a flop. That was a flop." Uh, but now, uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie—they're hits. And I think it's just the timing of it all. I think it's just all those movies kind of came out in May and June, and people were still at school and whatever. And now it's July and August, and it's like, and I think it—it it happened to me too. It's like. I hadn't been in a movie theater in three years since suddenly I just felt like, let's go to a movie theater. And oh, I think everybody, it just this big cosmic shift. Let's all go to the movies now. And now movies are being successful again. All of a sudden it's like, they should reissue those last few that they said were flops and, you know, say, Oh, here it is again. You missed it, but now it's here, you know, and I bet they'd be bigger hits, but I don't know. <laughs> People were going. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> but, you know, during the pandemic, everybody's saying, oh, movies are dead. Nobody's ever going to come back. And I said, no, they'll come back. It's just yeah. not, right now. not right now. It's the but... closest for me going to church is going to the theater, movie, you yeah. know, sitting and watching and, mm -hmm. you know, but I have also been 
introduced to the comfy seats. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so you have that back there, the the seats where you go, you know, and everything. Yeah. And then there's some so theaters, the I don't know if you have, where they serve you food and everything, like proper food, not just uh, popcorn, you know, it's like. Yeah, yeah, I had a giant pretzel, it was this big. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't mean food like that. I mean, I uh, there's a theater out here that they show older movies, but they have food to tie into it. So they had, they showed Godfather 2 from 1974 and full course meal. You had lasagna, uh, antipasto, uh, and a um, uh, bottle of wine and all sorts of things. I <laughs> honestly do not like to eat when I watch a movie. Yeah, but it was interesting on that because, you know, it was... Uh, yeah, I love it, since I've seen Since I've seen the movie so many times before, it didn't right. matter, you know. I, I Yeah, I agree with you there. In fact, on it, most movies, like I did see Oppenheimer and... Yeah. Everybody else, oh, no, 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 popcorn. I don't eat anything. I might take a sip of a drink, you know, but it's like right. I like to just watch, you know, but that's me. I'm... I try to eat everything before the movie yes. starts. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do continue eating, it means the movie is not very good. Right, right. I'll agree with you. Or I'm <laughs> really hungry. I'm going to faint. So in recent times, what what films have you kind of liked? You know, it could be on TV or uh, streaming or whatever. Or well, theater. we did see Barbie, and I loved it. I felt okay. seen. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, he, I, I've been a huge Barbie fan since, like, I remember sitting sitting on my grandmother's bed, you know, with my Malibu Barbie. <laughs> she was very important in my life growing up. You know, I, I went into the fashion industry and it all started you know dressing my barbies making outfits for my barbies um and uh let's see i'm very fussy with what i like Mm -hmm. uh, but i'm not one to poo poo in public or or do any of that because there might be movies that i like that people don't like and vice versa but a lot of the new movies that came out i was kind of disappointed in Mm. Yeah, I tried um, to keep positive too. I'd rather say that I like fill in the blank movie than I hate that movie. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Jim and I will be honest. Oh, yeah, that sucked, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, behind the scenes, yeah, yeah. Um But that's like, between yeah, it's at home. Using Barbie as an example, you know, there's like the Barbie backlash by different people. And it's like, how can you knock it if you haven't even seen it? You know, it's like yeah, um, that, yeah, I would like cool. to see it, but if I didn't want to see it, and I do plan to see it probably this week because I have the time. See, I don't uh, want to see Oppenheimer. Yeah, I don't want to see Oppenheimer. I didn't see Schindler's yeah. List. Yeah, no. the strange thing at Oppenheimer. This is with my wife again. You know, it's like when we decided to go to the theater. It was when both of them were out, and I asked her, and I assumed she was going to say Barbie, and she said, "No, I want to see Oppenheimer." So we saw Oppenheimer. So Barbie's still up for grabs. Um, so um, this will probably be the week for me to do it. Well, everybody who I know has said it's great, and they say, "Mark, I know you'll like it." You know, it's like, and that's the important thing. It's like, it, I, you know, everybody in the world could like it, but I could go, mm, "It's all right." But I think I will. I think I will because I know already just the vibe it has. You know, it just looks like it's something I will like. I'm very confused when everyone in the world likes something or doesn't like something, and it's the opposite for me. So I love The Flash. Mm. Loved it. Saw it twice Mm. in the theater. We Mm. paid twice. I personally thought it was one of the best superhero movies I had seen Mm. in a long time. Mm. A long time. Mm. I just, 
Um, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just sitting in the dark, looking at a story on the screen. Uh-huh. And, and do I care? Do I believe? Um, you know, all those questions. Mm-hmm. Do I leave the theater feeling I want to be a superhero? And yes, I do. Okay. You know, after I saw that movie. Interesting. I haven't even considered that one. So I might take your recommendation because talking with you this last few minutes, it just seems like we are on several similar tastes in a lot of things on movies. And so that's yeah. what, that's part of so the reason I ask you all this. Yeah. You haven't seen it. Were you put off by everyone's scuttlebutt? About I hadn't it? seen it just because I'm put off just by so many superhero movies right now. You know, it's like, and it's not because I can't see them. Uh, I, the this the superhero series I've liked in recent times is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, seen the first two many many times. When the third one came out, I didn't bother to see it. I have the DVD; it's sitting at home. I will watch it, and I've heard it's the best of the three. And it's like I just haven't done it yet, you know. And it's like so I will get to it. But it's like that series um, for me on superheroes. It has to have some sense of humor about it. It can't be totally straight. You know, right, if right. I if I'm gonna badmouth something, I will badmouth it. And it's no knock on the film itself. It's a knock on just my taste versus what people generally like. Um, Black Panther is a good example. It's a great movie, but it's not yeah. my favorite because it's so dreadfully serious the whole time. Right. There's very little humor in it, you know, okay. and I get it. It's supposed to be kind of a serious story and stuff like that. Well, the people like that. That's for them. And for me, I would prefer to see, you know, my favorite Batman is still Adam West. So it's like, that's, that's where you go. And there's some people like Adam West, blah, you know, that's silly. No, no, that's in house. Adam West is king. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's because it's what you saw first. And it's like, no, it's just what I like best. You know, Uh, because I I like how people tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Why you you like something (laughs) as as if they like know you, you know what I mean? And, you know, some people can recommend, but most people can't recommend me what I should like, (laughs) you know, so when people say, you know, oh, Mark, you'll like this, I take it with a big grain of salt. I'll say, let's see. see." And it's probably about 50% or less of people who kind of, you know. I I mean, I could be, I can be spot on on why I love something. First of all, when it gets to my heart and, you know, we're talking about for days after um you know i i hope only the best for that actor um who Mm -hmm. played the flash he's a beautiful young man uh his uh, you know beautiful human being okay uh, who's going through whatever he's going through let me tell you he is so talented because every time someone sasses me about that movie i go (laughs) when you watch that movie did you believe you were watching two different people hmm Interesting. Hmm. Two different people. Now, is there humor in the film? I'll ask that. You know. Okay. Good. Perfect. And you <laughs> know does, what? And I don't I, want it so si- humorous that it's just silly and stupid. I mean, just no, enough, no, no, no. You know, yeah. I, I grew up on Mel Brooks, on yeah. uh, Laurel and Hardy, on, yeah. <laughs> all the classic. I love. I love a giggle, and yeah. um, yeah. and you know, I would rather laugh than go see Oppenheimer. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, not too many laughs in Oppenheimer. I no, have to admit. No, no. <laughs> but um, 
and also that everyone's like poo-pooing it about the the fx you know the the uh what's it called you know the <laughs> menopause um you know like the special effects of, in oppenheimer of, what do you mean or, no in, in, in the flash oh in the flash oh okay yeah the you know the computer generated mm. whatever um that can sometimes that can sometimes affect a movie for me but it just depends and i would I, rather i would like them to be paid better and treated yeah, better whoever's yeah, doing it yeah, yeah. but um when i'm watching a movie it could be part of the style you know right. just like yeah. there's all different kinds of styles i don't ex you know first of all i'm watching a man who runs faster than the speed of light Mm -hmm. So why can't I suspend my imagination for X, Y, and Z mm -hmm. of, you know, all the lighting looks a little strange here, a little marshmallowy there or whatever. It's like, is the story good? Am I, yeah. you know, am I in there? I will forgive that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's me too. I, I've said this before, you know, I'm a big animation fan. Yet Ooh, I say, too. yet I say my favorite animated series of all time is Rocky and Bullwinkle. Which probably has some of the worst animation ever, but it's it's the story is key. You know, it's like you it's can have style. Yeah, it's its style. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's its own style yeah. and um, CGI. That's it. Right. Uh, the CGI of this or that or the other thing. The only time I feel it is if the movie isn't doing it for me yeah but i, I yeah. was laughing at the cgi because it was part of the joke at right. some part and, and it's hysterical some people don't yeah. get it you know it sounds like you get it whatever it is on that particular film so it's like yeah. I mean, it sounds like people who poo-poo a film like that probably just don't get it and they go ah that's that's poorly yeah. made you know yeah. yeah i'll have to check it out it sounds interesting because really? i i just didn't yeah. i didn't consider it i wasn't really accepting it or rejecting radar. it it just wasn't there i had heard about it yeah. but i didn't really put it down I, as a must see but now i'm kind of like hmm, maybe i should reconsider <laughs> yeah i think yeah. It, it's on um amazon so you can okay. watch it in the comfort of your own home okay. um i loved it on the big screen because there are some uh easter eggs they call them now because yeah yeah when, when <laughs> we were um when it first started easter eggs you had to look for but now you know they're just like oh but um there were a lot of things that made me go and uh <laughs> that's cool and they, they call it fan service or whatever but it made sense yeah. you know it all i i felt loved when yeah. i was sitting in that theater yeah well that's true on those easter eggs yeah they do have to kind of make sense if they're just there it's like why is that uh random character just walking randomly there then you're like huh? yeah. you know but if it it makes sense in the greater context if you get the joke it just makes it sweeter. So yeah. Well, this <laughs> um, was more this was more than, than jokes. This was um, sort of like nostalgia. Yeah, or get the reference. Joke might be the right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, was, it was. It was. It was. I loved it. I was so glad to see it a second time because usually the first time in a, in I'm worried about everyone, you know. So <laughs> I'll, I'll miss something. Yeah. So yeah. now that I know, like, oh, that's. You know, then I can watch it. And that yeah. happened with Guardians 3. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, I was sitting there, like, holding onto the chair, yeah. terrified. And then yeah, well, I know what you mean, because I've seen the other two many times. And it's like the first time I was just prepared to be thrilled and see what happens. 
But the second time, you know what's going to happen. So now you can get all the little details in the background right. and blah, blah, blah. You know? Now that you are a James Gunn fan, yes. have you ever seen his movie, The Specials? I haven't seen that one. I've seen this Suicide Squad point. and I love the Peacemaker <laughs> series. I love, love, love Me too. Love. Anyway. Me anyway. too. <laughs> and because uh, it's smart. You yes. Know? Yes. And, and there's such a heart in there. Yeah. Um, so this is your homework. Okay. You find, it's one of the most difficult movies to find called The Specials that came out in the year 2000. And you will see that this, these are the br- blueprints for all the things you love. Hmm. And I, I love virtually anything Gunn has done. So if I haven't seen it, I must see it. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's with Rob Lowe and, okay. uh, other actors that I know their faces, but I'm terrible with names. It's possible I've seen it, but didn't know it was related to James Gunn or anything like that. So it's you it know. was a superhero movie, yeah, where nothing super happens, yeah, and it's more of a like a soap opera, okay, of how they all relate to each other, hmm. and it's. Well, it- the only thing that I can comes to mind that's similar to that it sounds like Mystery Men or something like that. Is it kind of like that? It came out before Mystery Men. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. I I honestly thought they ripped them off. And well, they, they probably did. <laughs> they had more money for Mystery Men, but yeah. I feel the specials is better. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to check that out then. Loved it. Loved okay. it. We quote it in the house. All right. I think about. Because <laughs> I love that of any genre, any genre, any age. If I discover an old movie from the 1940s or something that I've never seen before, and it's like an incredible story, and it's like a good plot twist or something, and I go, "Oh my god, where has this movie been all my life?" And it's you know, it may be a big movie, it may be a small movie, but usually it's a small movie at this time because I've seen most of the big movies that you're supposed to see. <laughs> Just like, what's your favorite? Of, of a film like that um geez i can't i don't know if i could my favorite film of all time is willy wonka and the chocolate factory but uh um as far as and and that one i could even say is kind of like one of those ones at the time you know they always said i i saw it in 1971 when it first came out i was four, four years old and uh they always say, oh, it was a flop. And maybe it was, but the theater I saw it in was fully packed and everybody loved it. But then it aired on TV a couple times and then it just kind of, and it was kind of like, for me, that's like my personal movie. But then I started doubting myself because I hadn't seen it so many because there's no home video or anything like that. And you flash forward to like 1981 and there was a movie theater in the local area here in California that happened to be playing it for like a summer matinee just like one time and I wasn't sure and I asked my mom hey I remember this as a kid can we go see it and my brother had never seen it so we went and it was actually a long distance to go but we went just to see it and I go and that's when it clicked in the 80s I said I love this movie and it's like I don't care if anybody else doesn't like this movie I don't care if um, it's you know uh, not a cult film or something. It is now, but you know, it's like. Yeah. But at the time, you know, it's like, 
you know so that's things like that i love movies like that um you're putting me on the spot now i have to think of different ones i mean a recent one that i just saw that i've never seen before it's not the best movie in the world but i just like it for what it is um it came out on blu-ray and it's always been out before like on cruddy dvds and vhs tape is if i had a million and uh it has wc fields in and and it's all little scenes you know it's and it has george raft in it it has um i can't think of it uh charles lawton in it and yeah just little they're not really comedic because some of them are tragic but uh Mm -hmm. it's uh this millionaire who thinks he's gonna die and so rather than give the money to his descendants or his staff on his building uh his office building or whatever uh he just randomly goes through the phone book and gives money to this person and to this person. I and think I saw that as a kid. Different things happen. It came out in 1932 or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I had never seen it until very recently. And it, you know, that one resonated with me. And it's like, wow, how why have I seen that? Um, you know, it has a little funny things like the first person he hits in the phone book, he goes like this, and it says George Rockefeller, and he says, uh no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so anyway, yeah. So anyway. If you haven't seen it in a long time, that you know that resonated with me in, a, in an odd way because yeah. you know it in certain things. Some are very prescient. Is that the right word for things happening now? You know, even though it happened ninety years ago, you know, it's like you know, <laughs> you know, especially yeah, the especially the more tragic ones, which I won't reveal. You know, you have to watch those anyway. <laughs> Oh my so, god! I saw Penny Serenade, and I I cried for like hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I watch almost anything and everything. I mean, my sweet spot is probably movies from the '30s to the '80s. But you know, it's like so. My Man Godfrey—that's one of my favorites. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sullivan's Travels. Oh, I love that movie too. Yeah. Which is what yeah, I yeah. saw it as a teenager, mm-hmm. and I thought that's that's what i need to do it was almost like an assignment Mm -hmm. to make people happy right and and i i almost lost my poop when i heard uh um james gunn say that was one of his favorite (laughs) i know i tell you i really don't curse a lot so it's yeah, easy I know, for me but for me i know um, there's, there's no holds barred you can say anything you want on the show so anyway i'd rather say <laughs> unless i want to look like a tough uh, metal head um, <laughs> i'll have my moments it'll yes. make sense <laughs> Uh, but James Gunn said that was one of his movies that inspired him. And I just, well, I was like, you know, because <laughs> very few people, you know, t- bring that up. And it, it's such a, like you said, yeah. those, a lot of those movies seem so relevant to now. Yeah. You know, and so- as far as more recent movies that kind of resonate with me, they're just popping in while we're talking here, you know, it's like, uh, the bank job, which is based on a true story. Uh, it has Jason Statham and he's, it's not as action oriented as typical of for his movies. It's more of a straightforward story of, uh, robbing a bank in, in London. And it's just gripping. It just keeps you going. And it's like, yeah, and I knew the basic story, but I mean, just to see it all played out in front of you. It's like, wow, you know. Cool. Um, another one, uh, even more recent is Trumbo. I rewatched that one recently. If you've never seen that one, uh, it has uh, Brian Cranston, who's on Breaking Bad, and 
but he plays okay he plays dalton trumbo it's not dumbo uh he plays dalton trumbo who is a uh a writer for movies that gets blacklisted and uh so during the time he's blacklisted he uh writes for smaller companies he writes under pseudonyms under other people's names as other people turn in the scripts and everything like that and then you know spoiler alert you know it, it, everything turns out right in the end but you know during that the the creative ways he gets around being blacklisted is really incredible so you know and it has uh john Goodman i think i saw it, it. I think yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. So I just I made faces for Breaking Bad because I tried watching that. I just yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, there's no. Way I will say I something about Breaking Bad because I, you know, I get in arguments with people, so I can say it on here because I know you won't argue with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on this. Um, well, I'm not an arguer. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but okay. Um, yeah, and we said earlier we're not going to diss anything. Well, I'm kind of going to diss. Giving your opinion yeah, is yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. the thing about venting venom in public is weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here's my take on Breaking Bad. I think it's an excellent show. I've okay. seen about three or four episodes, but it's not for me. So, yeah. um, I don't really enjoy watching it. So it's like, and people, when I tell people that, they go, "What? It's incredible! It's the best show ever!" It's like I don't understand I why. I didn't say it was a bad show. I said it was an excellent show. I said it's not for me. So yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, and and people don't get that all the time. They go, oh, you know, it's like, you know, I, how can, how can you say it's an excellent show and not like it? Well, I can understand a good, well-made thing. I didn't believe it. Yeah. I saw the first <laughs> episode. Yeah. And I didn't believe it. Mm. I didn't I felt that it was very uh, self-conscious. Unless mm. that's the uh, style mm-hmm. but i um i felt like everything that was being said felt very like um two-dimensional like the way she, the wife was acting he was acting mm-hmm. it, nothing felt dimensional mm-hmm. you know um uh, and i love charles dickens mm-hmm. uh and i just it, it just did it, it, it didn't feel alive to me and again i'm very <laughs> so like the whole a lot of a lot of the characters i i didn't like them you know yeah. like why would i care about someone like yeah. this i want to care and yeah. that to me for me is is a big problem and that <laughs> might be a style and i and i'm i'm lost in that yeah because when i watch i want to root for somebody yeah or or care about their I grew right. up on MASH and Archie Bunker and, you know. Yeah. Well, what I found, and maybe you're similar on this, so maybe this mm-hmm. kind of explains it. I'm not big on anti-heroes. Or, well, you know, do you know if you are? But I have exceptions to the rule. Like, I like, dir- I like Dirty Harry. You know, there's not really anything, you know, but I think I just like Clint Eastwood. But yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, but... uh <laughs> Um, but he's like not my favorite but like you know and this is an archie thing you didn't write this i don't think um uh, uh the punisher you know there's archie versus yeah. the punisher years ago you know the punisher is a character some people love that character and me i just go he you know i he's you know they, well he's an anti-hero hero you know it's like yeah it was right. so, i like so, deadpool 
Does that count? I love Deadpool. Well, yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I can't say categorically anti-hero. Right. Because Deadpool no, I don't have is a historically problem. funny. Dead, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I just, I don't, for, I don't like, I don't, I won't watch The Godfather. I, I oh. really don't enjoy watching um, the crime stuff. Yeah. But I love Married to the Mob. Mm-hmm. Well, you like them more funny, yeah. <laughs> and I well, like Pocketful of Miracles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like The Godfather, but I, 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 kind of, I draw the I draw the line more on The Sopranos, which everybody raves about. You I, know? I won't and it's watch like, Because to me, it's like, the Godfather had a little bit of a purpose, sort of, kind of, sort of. Sure. Whereas The Sopranos, for me at least, didn't seem to have any purpose other than no let's see how extreme we can be beyond reality, or it may be reality, but just how, how violent we could be for violence' sake. It wasn't like, you know, it, it, it's like one is art, one is violence, just, you know, and it's like, you know. But then yeah, yeah. I'll watch Japanese movies like, uh, <laughs> was it Tokyo Police, where yeah. they have ultra violence, where limbs are blowing off. <laughs> You know, eyeballs are shooting out. You know, like the evil. Well, dead you like thing. it more cartoony, maybe. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't well, know. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't like body horror, but when it goes to like Bugs Bunny Land, yeah. You know, so you probably are you like this then, um, like on horror movies? Yeah. You would prefer to see, say, Christopher Lee, Vincent Price, uh, any of them, Boris Karloff, love- blah, blah, Bella Lugosi, rather than slasher victim you know uh you know youth hostel where they're pulling eyeballs out and saw where they're sawing off limbs and all that i yeah i didn't see i did see saw and i thought that was a very good movie and i I have seen some of those and i actually do like some of them but it's like it's more of the violence thing like i like the strangely i like some of the rob zombie movies so it's like it's like it's kind of odd that way too yeah, yeah, because there's I actually enjoyed the monsters. <laughs> I watched it twice. And I mean, come on, Disco Nasperatu. That one I have avoided so far. So it's uh, it's it's hard for me on the monsters only because I was never a big, big monsters fan originally, but I've seen all the episodes, so it's like I don't yeah, know. Yeah. One of these those. days I'll probably break down and say okay let's watch it but it's like right it's, now, like, uh, i enjoy it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know i i'm not it, it was like no it, it was not the best acting or this or that or the other thing but I, i'm gonna say i enjoyed it just like yeah. there are movies like you know the wizard of gore or the Gore Gore Girls, uh, <laughs> Ten Thousand Maniacs, yeah. you know every John Waters movie, you know where there's just an envelope being pushed yeah. in the absurd. Yes, and I like the absurd. I like silly things. Yes, you yeah. know. Oh, bet my favorite um, Netflix movies Eurovision. Hmm. Okay, did you not, see it? No, I have I not will, seen that. I gotta write that one. I will cry <laughs> every time I see that movie. Okay. Um, and not only that, but I started watching Eurovision now. <laughs> I had no idea. And I and I found all these new musicians that I listened to because of that. So not only was it a fun movie to watch, a beautiful movie, it was inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're an artist, especially. 
um, mm-hmm. it, it just makes laugh pee kind of stuff for me. Sure. Uh, but it, it opened up a, another part of the world to me. And I appreciated that, you know, because mm. I'm not a, me- a heavy metal fan, um, mm-hmm. but I love metal lords. Like yeah. there's no tomorrow. <laughs> um did you see you might actually enjoy this uh did you see the motley crew uh no it was it wasn't a documentary it was like a i know i'm not i know that it's a replaying yeah i I feel uncomfortable i almost feel dirty watching those (laughs) it is dirty but if you like uh the peacemaker you might like it on that level because you know i don't know but i actually enjoyed it and it's it's kind of funny i'm not a metalhead by any means but um strangely enough as i get older i'm kind of appreciating heavy metal more and more i'm like uh, is it because of the osbournes and everything else i don't know but well, I love you know, Ozzy, yeah, Ozzy, yeah like, but i mean before that i never heavy metal to me you know yeah he, there's I, something I, ethereal attention to him before the osborns i just said oh yeah black sabbath exists somewhere out there but i never pay attention to it and now i'm like there's some good tunes there you know yeah. <laughs> so um motley crew is the same way as like i go i never and a guy playing ozzy is in the movie too if you want if you want the oh ozzy wow connection. anyway so um and it's like she, my wife is a heavy metal fan knows all the hair bands and everything. Is, I, yeah. I, I was more into i was more into well my favorite groups the beatles and i like 60s rock and everything and then when 80s came along with all the new wave stuff i was like totally into all the synth pop stuff so that's where my head is starts it as far as musical genres i like everything i mean i was listening to ukulele music yesterday driving home so <laughs> you know it's like i go all over the map but um as far as my core comfort zone that i love 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 it's like late 60s what's your rock, favorite beatles rock. uh i am the walrus oh interesting <laughs> and then um uh in 80s that little sweet spot about like 78 to 83 somewhere around there maybe you know when like uh, diva was big and stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. that little niche but anyway what's your favorite then beatles (laughs) um across the universe oh cool i like that song so (laughs) yeah i can play Uh, on guitar too they're both lennon songs so anyway but you know in my case I, I think I like Eye on the Walrus because it's just so strange and uh, it somehow works within its context of strangeness. It's almost like when they, and this is also Lennon, you know, Lennon did Eye on the Walrus, he also did Revolution Number no. 9. Yeah. Revolution Number no. 9 doesn't quite work. I mean, if it's just avant-garde, yes, it works. But I mean, if, you know, trying to make it click into like being a little more, you know, pop culture and resonating with people i and the walrus works revolution number nine doesn't quite work and so um because there's no real point to having random shakespeare play playing in the background and the lyrics don't really make all a lot of sense and you know what's the point well, to it all yet it I, works it you know like, it's gonna a weird way you know and that's like the a, a stan brackage movie but as music yeah <laughs> you know it was like a collection of, i mean he was working with yoko so 
Yeah. I think there was a lot of experimental yeah. stuff. So. Now, across the universe, I could totally understand why you like it. It's just a beautiful song. Uh, I could I could be more nitpicky. Which is your favorite version of it? <laughs> My favorite version is Fiona Apple. Oh, okay. I thought I I was kind of saying Justin Beatles versions, but you know, okay, yeah, yeah. Her, her, her I, version's great. I'm yeah. a huge yeah. Beatles fan. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. first crush was on Paul McCartney, oh. <laughs> who shared the birthday with my dad. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. So I am a huge Beatle fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I may not know as much as you do, but there will, <laughs> may have been a point where I did. Mm-hmm. And the first time I ever won in an art contest, I mm-hmm. won at Beatles Fest. I won second prize. And I did a portrait of Paul McCartney and Wings. Cool. <laughs> and I had- cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was just saying, you know, because there's the the uh, version that was uh, the World Wildlife one or whatever, and then there's the version that's on Let It Be, and then there's the Let It Be Naked version, and then there's the Get Back version, da, 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 you know. And I like the Let It Be Naked version. It finally was the version of Beatles versions that I go, okay, they finally mm-hmm. got it right by stripping away all the excess stuff and just putting the basic song out there. Okay. Um, I like Bowie's version a lot, though. So, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, that's a good song for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love David Bowie and <laughs> connect to Archie. He was a big inspiration in how I wrote the story. Very cool. Um, to kind of reel it back in here, okay. So, um, when you're doing any of your stories, uh, do you always draw on things that have happened to you, or do you, you know, is that the best way to to that you yeah. write, or what's okay? So, yeah, I I I always say there's truth in everything that I write. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of me. Um, I had a very unusual childhood, so I really related to Cheryl, because uh, mm. I I kind of I can relate and Mm -hmm. uh um so I think my perspective helps a lot of the characters (laughs) at least flesh it out yeah and um you know I I love music I did I I perform musical Mm -hmm. uh theater and stuff so working with Josie there's Mm -hmm. you know that heartstring connects there um, have you done any of the Archie team ups with various musicians? Like there's the Ramones and there's B fifty twos and I wish. Uh, Monkeys was one. I forgot all That'd the different great. ones. Yeah. I, Do, have I you written any that. of this? Have no. you, oh, what the, give her the assignment. You know, who would you want if you could? <laughs> if you could have the Archies meet whatever yeah. group. Who would you um, like to Dolly Parton? <laughs> so, no. That would be cool. That actually I, would be I already, cool. But... Yeah. I already did a, a little um uh like a one pager mm-hmm. she's i didn't draw her but it's about jola and i'll send it to you okay. i put it up on the social media okay. um but yeah that would be great i would love to do jolly parton yeah totally mm-hmm. um, um i i i had i had deborah harry in school bites i asked her permission she was in there oh okay yeah are you She's, friends with her since you were in the Rapture video? I am not video? friends with Deborah. Oh, interest, interesting then. Okay, I, because you mentioned me. her twice, and I'm like, hmm. oh yeah, she, she was, was down nice down, down the street. I just went to her house. Yeah, what? No, 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 no. I, I mean, it is just 
there's a story of why I'm in the video was because in high school, my best friend, Robert, had a terrible crush on her, big, <laughs> huge crush on her. And we were doing a gong show and we were going to be De um, Blondie. And he mm. was Jimmy Destry and mm. I was Debbie. And we, you know, lip sync, which was unusual back then. But we we did Dreaming and Ripper to Shreds. <laughs> and um, we painted a huge poster because Robert was also an artist and we used to draw together. And uh, uh, after the, the gong show, he, he said, can I leave this for Debbie as a gift? Because mm -hmm. we knew where she lived. When you grow up in Manhattan, you know where everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he rolled it up and left it in her lobby with a little note. And she called him up and asked permission, you know, to to use it. And he didn't know it was her. He thought it was me because I would call him going, hi, this is Debbie, Robert, how are you? You know, and we would... And he realized, oh, my God, it really is her. And he called me up crying, like, oh, my God, it's her called me. And she said she invited us to to come watch the video being made. And the director said, hey, you want to be in it? And we're like, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was just like one of those things. So okay. I'm not her friend. I don't know if she would know me from Boob, but Jim took <laughs> me to one of her her concerts for my birthday. And she was very nice to me and sang Atomic to me from the stage because she sang my hair looked beautiful because that was in the song and she sang it to me and I was very happy <laughs> but well, I will say I do like those Archie music team ups you know and if you do have the opportunity or something to pitch one of them if you aren't just assigned things you know I, right, think right, be, right, right. I think it'd be cool if you could do a couple of them or something like that I've kind so. of been building toward the dolly thing yeah, <laughs> because like of seeding seeding uh the, the character's love for her and yeah. um but yeah i i one of my mutant powers is i can do portraits really well so it would be a lot of fun for me to uh to draw them in there in that style so hopefully hopefully okay all yeah. right yeah let it happen <laughs> all right uh well we talked for quite a bit of time about various aspects and movies and different things like that and various aspects yeah. of your career um i appreciate it very much um I and like i said i think i have met you in san diego it was years and years ago because you know uh but you know you look very familiar you know and you know uh always a pleasure to meet you again i'll say <laughs> you know anyway yeah um and i want to thank michael ventrello for kind of reintroducing us and everything like that this is very thank fun you, you know? michael. yeah michael was my co-author on the monkeys couple monkeys books and who's your favorite I, monkey uh michael nesmith and yeah <laughs> he's the one i actually became uh, i'll tell the story you don't know it other people do but uh he's the one that kind of made me a monkeys fan because when the monkeys were originally on as a kid i didn't like it i thought it was stupid <laughs> <laughs> and people go people always go, what you know it's like well, sorry i thought the music was okay i just didn't i thought the tv show was kind of you know as a kid you know and other people what you know it's like it's another one of those things where it's like well it's supposed you're supposed to like it well no you know i just didn't sorry who are these okay. people yeah <laughs> um but uh when nesmith did elephant parts in about 1980-81 and he did a little music videos some comedy bits and stuff like that it that's where it clicked for me and i got uh, now initially i thought oh he's the funny one but then after a while i realized oh no they're all great you know but it took some time but uh that's where it kind of all started and uh because for me on music 
probably similar to yourself. I have for me to like a musician or a group or a singer or anything. It's again, I have to have a little sense of humor in it. If you're just a straight boring singer, that's just blah, 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 blah. you know, it's like I, it's going to be hard for me to like your career. I might like a song or two, but you know, they have to speak it, to you. Yeah, yeah. It, but if somebody has a sense of humor, like Beatles is a good example. Again, you know, yeah, they do straightforward. I want to hold your hand, big deal. Uh, but they also will do something like, you know, my name looks up the number, you know, which is really silly, you know. And I go, ah, okay. And you know, that was even before I saw him in Hard Day's Night or Help or whatever. You know, you just <laughs> just the music. And it's like, so monkeys were the same way. It's like, okay, I, I knew they could be funny on the record because they had a couple funny records but yeah it wasn't until very recently probably in the last 10 20 years that i liked the tv show it still is not my favorite tv show but i get it now it's like it you know i get what they were trying to do and i really appreciate it on that level so you know anyway <laughs> it's um what else uh, anything else uh, did you want to bring up anything else or uh, you want to wrap it up or uh, yeah. um well, like I said, you can find me at hollysheart.net. Well, well, hold on. That, that would be my next lead-in question. It's like, so at, at this point, I want to leave it to my guests to, like, uh, promote what comic, comics are coming out from you, either with you or, you know, from uh, Jim or, you know, uh, anything you want to promote, any websites, any other projects you're working on that you can discuss uh, how people can contact you if they have any questions or any shows you're showing up to, comic conventions or otherwise or anything like that. So have the Not floor. Not this year, no more. <laughs> We're finished for the year. <laughs> we we stay in the studio drawing more than, uh, than go out on the road. But um, yeah, you can find me at hollysheart.net. Uh, com is where you can find the lion's share of broadsword comics. Um, you can find us on Facebook, um, Holly Witch there, on Instagram, um, Broadsword Comics. I don't do Twitter. Everyone's too angry for me, or X, or whatever <laughs> they call themselves now. Um, let's see. Then working with Archie. Upcoming, there's the Sabrina Spectacular that I drew, uh, penciled. Um I'm working on something I can't tell you. I finished the Josie. Um, I'm trying to think of what already came out, what didn't come out yet. So, <laughs> uh, but you can find a lot of my stuff, uh, what I'm working on, on, on Holly's Heart. And I do lots of posts on Facebook and Instagram. I'm easy to chat with. Um, let's see. And... <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be my birthday soon <laughs> when's your birthday when's your birth all right we'll say happy birthday this will probably air after that because you know i'm a few weeks ahead so i'm probably mid-september when this probably goes up but you know we'll say uh an early and a belated happy birthday <laughs> so thank you very much yay. jim just had his birthday so yay. my birthday is in de december <laughs> december so, yeah so, Are you a uh, Sag or a Capricorn? I'm a Sag. So cool. December 15th, 66 is when I was born. Nice. I was born September 1st, 1964. Ooh. 
It's the same year as my sister, but my sister was born on Groundhog Day, <laughs> February second. And I, I was born near uh, Labor Day. Oh, that's right. It's it, near Labor it's Day. So it's rough being on a holiday. Was it a Labor Day with the day you were born? I don't uh, think so. Oh, okay. I, would I was be born on a Wednesday. Funny, you know, in her day, of course, it, uh, you know, it's every year it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> so when that movie came out, she loved it. She was like, "It's Groundhog Day." Uh, you know, so anyway. Anyway, easy to get a gifts for her. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I just saw her this weekend too in my travel. She lives in Bakersfield. She came out to visit and stuff like that. So it's cool. So groovy. And enjoy yeah. your vacation. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, um, this was really fun. Uh, probably when that secret project comes out, we may have you back and, and you can discuss okay. it then, you know, or if you yeah. know when it's coming out, you know, then we can kind of have another show, you know, this is really great. Maybe you have yeah. Michael on, on the show too, or maybe have Jim on the show too, or all of us. It doesn't, doesn't you matter. You know so. where I am. Easy, right. easy to find. Very good. Well, I want to thank you, Holly. Holly G. Holly Golightly. <laughs> Yeah, how um and uh for being my my special guest and uh we will see you next time on the fun ideas podcast and may the force be with you thank you for listening and thank you holly golightly for being my special guest remember you can always watch the video version of this episode on youtube episode number 232 will be coming soon if you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas Podcast is provided courtesy of Andrew the Slow Poisoner Goldfarb and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas Podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2022. Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you, and good night.